0: To the podcast where you can find weekly podcast episodes to talk about health, wellness, and balancing life during the pandemic. Today we are talking about what it means to be alone together during the pandemic. I'm Jacqueline Vivanco and I'm a third year here at Fresno State. My major is criminology with an emphasis in victimology.
1: Hi, my name is Zeta, and I'm a senior in English. We're both volunteers in the Peer Ambassador of Wellness program and we're going to be your host for this week. I'm so excited to welcome our guest to the podcast, Zenaida Cruz. Thank you so much for being here, Zenaida. Why don't you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about what you do at Fresno State.
2: So my name is Zenaida Cruz and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist at the Student Health and Counseling Center. And my title here is the clinical coordinator of our services. So I oversee all of our services, our counseling services, our groups, um, all of our programs, our staff, our scheduling, our interns and so on. So I do a little bit of everything and um, yes, I've been here for this is going on my sixth of the year. Um, and I also see students face to face in individual counseling and I really enjoy that. So that's that's me. Thank you for having me here.
1: Yeah, we're so glad to have you. So let's talk about alone together. Alone together is really a new phrase we've been hearing amidst this pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about what we mean when we say alone together?
2: Yes, definitely. So um, I think what we mean when we say alone together, it's really like referring to um, this basic human um, desire to be social, to be connected, to feel apart. Um, and to be close to other people, especially during a time of hardship and challenges. Um, so it's kind of a survival instinct to walk closest with others. So that's what, that's what we kind of mean by that.
1: That's really interesting. I like how you framed it as survival instinct. Um, with that in mind, why is human connection more important now than ever before? Well, human connection
2: is more important now than probably ever before because um, we're still in a pandemic and people are, yeah, and are still continuing to feel very lonely, uh, feel disconnected, isolated a lot of the times, um, hopeless kind of things improving um, and returning back to normal and still feeling the need to connect with others.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's kind of like human nature for people to want to connect and kind of want to be in person physically. Mm -hmm. So the pandemic has really caused us to redefine and reflect on what it means to be together. In many ways, this means trying different ways of getting creative. What are some strategies students can use to make connections virtually with those that are not in their physical space?
2: So some things that a lot of people have found useful are like scheduling Zoom check-ins with friends, you know, um, just scheduling it, putting it on there, because sometimes um, it's hard to do it if it's not a part of our schedules. And so if you schedule in a Zoom check-in, you're kind of guaranteed to see your friends on the screen and kind of check in with them the way maybe you would have done it in person before. Um, Another thing that has been helpful during the semester for students has been um, like doing these Zoom studying and relaxation kind of sessions where you log in with some friends on Zoom and you just have the screen on. Like you just have the computer on and you're like cleaning your room or you're just sitting journaling. And it's kind of like having somebody else in the room but you don't have to talk. They're just on the computer somewhere on the desk or on the chair or on the bed, and they're just like sitting there and they're doing the same on their side. So you're kind of like hanging out on Zoom because you could talk to them if you want to, or they could just sit in your space. Another one is having um, group chats, like on text, texting uh, your group of friends, and that way everybody's kind of like connected on a group chat. Another one is show friend show watching. So like agreeing with your friends to watch like a Hulu show a Netflix show and agreeing to watch like an episode a week. And then just kind of like talking about what you thought about it. You can't believe this, this thing or the other thing happened. And so that way you're all connected and watching a show kind of together. Um, virtual book club is kind of like the same thing. You're all reading um like a book together a chapter or two of a book um and usually it's a little more fun if it's for pleasure like a fun book or a self-help book not so much like an academic one although you could do that for that too um fitness competitions, maybe checking in with your friends about, right, like how many steps did you get today? How much water did you drink today? Did you ride your bike um, today? Or, you know, so fitness connections like that. And then another thing that I found kind of excited that a couple of my students were doing is doing a throwback to letter writing. So writing letters to their friends and family. So you know, because how, of us, how many of us like write letters anymore, right, to people, and so that was kind of a cool thing, like writing a letter which can fulfill that like um, mindfulness time, the journaling time, and then just mailing it off to that person, and knowing that you're going to get a letter back too, um, is kind of fun, um, so yeah, those are kind of a few things um, that people can do uh, to stay connected with others that are not in their spaces.
0: Um, no, yeah, those are all great ways to connect with people virtually. I know the, the letter and handwriting um, thing that you had suggested sounded so interesting to me because I love waiting for packages in the mail. So I know that waiting for a letter in the mail would like excite me and I would be like so excited knowing that something's coming for me. We've talked about connecting virtually, but what are some ways we can enhance connections with the people that we do share physical space with?
2: Yeah, okay, so then the people that you're living with, right, or sharing those spaces with, um, those connections could be enhanced too, and one of the ways that we kind of noticed that those were enhancing kind of right away is people started establishing new routines. So like establishing a new normal routine. So whether that was actually cooking breakfast in the morning, because when, you, when we were not in our homes, you didn't have time to do that, you just ran off. And so maybe that's a part of your new routine um, or so on. So establishing kind of a new routine that you will do consistently that has things that you enjoy in it. Um, the other thing is like cooking cooking with with the people that you live with, trying new recipes because, you know, everybody's got to eat. So it's kind of fun to try new spices, new recipes, new seasonings and stuff like that. So that could be really fun. Um, Sharing a meal together, right? Like maybe before you didn't sit down and have like a family dinner where you had eye contact and you asked questions about how people's day was, even though If you're living with them, you probably have a good idea, but still asking those questions, right? So sharing a meal together intentionally, Um, maybe doing some social distance walks um, down your street or bike rides down your street or um, family walk to the park if it feels safe. Um, Another really fun one that I noticed people were doing a lot were puzzles, family puzzles. They would find like a thousand piece puzzle And then you just like sat and looked for the pieces together with your family members. It was really cool because then you kind of find different ones and and people enjoyed completing the piece. And it felt like you were making progress towards something, right? Like finishing the the puzzle. Watching, picking a a Netflix show or a Hulu show or Amazon Prime show or some type of movie that you watch together as a family. Um, Board games or games that you played together um, that you maybe wouldn't have done before. Gardening was big too, like planting some flowers, some succulents, doing some things out where you kind of get your hands dirty and and you work on the grass or, you know, nature out there. Um, Living room yoga or family living room Zumba. That's always kind of fun because, you know, getting up and moving is essential to our body. And so, and it's always kind of fun to see your family members loosen up and get their stretchings in. So, um, and also enjoying their pets. You know, I, this is a great time for, for everyone's kind of animals because they're really enjoying having, having us all home and spending time with the animals because, you know, they also promote good, good emotions in us and can improve mood. So, yeah. So those are, those are just a few things that, you know, you can do with the people that you share your space with.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) One thing that my family does is even though I personally don't like it, they like to watch WWE and I'm like, well, I mean, let's try it. Sure. Yeah. So, I know a lot about WWE from that (laughs) and I'm glad. It's really fun to like sit there and do my homework while they're like, yeah, woo, screaming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But another way that I'm maintaining my connections outside of my home um, is like just playing video games with people or joining voice calls or even just sending memes to my friends. So what are some ways that you've maintained connections whether they're like in person or they're long distance with others in your life?
2: Yeah, um, well, I have been furiously intentional about texting people, texting people that um, my friends and family, my coworkers, my friends, people that I know, um, emailing them, um, just asking questions about how they are doing, how they're feeling, how their family is doing, how their health is going, um, because people really just enjoy sharing. And so just being intentional about asking those questions Um, I've been staying connected by doing kind of outdoor uh, fitness classes. I've done this once or twice, but I have actually put a little table and chair out in my driveway and brought a coffee pot. And some of my neighbors who have, I have become closer because of this pandemic, we become a lot closer with my neighbors. I'll just bring them coffee pot. And if people want to sit in my driveway and have coffee, so it's like a little, house cafe that I kind of have in my driveway so that's really fun that's been a way to stay connected with the neighborhood too and you know other people that are feeling kind of similar to me Um, and it's kind of fun because one of the things that we'll do Just because it's kind of fun, it's fantasizing. So it's like, okay, if we could travel anywhere right now, where could we go? Or if the pandemic wasn't going on, what would we do? And just like come up with these cool ideas that you know they could be going on in our mind, even though um, we can't make them, you know, happen now. But um, but yeah, those are some of the some of the things that I've been doing um, to stay connected with with others.
1: Those are really cool ways. Um, like that whole like home cafe. That's so cool. As we were talking about earlier, when the pandemic hit, we transitioned into these virtual spaces. And one of the things that the student health and counseling center did was establish a group called Alone Together. And I know the group focuses on addressing these topics. Can you tell us a little bit more about the group's logistics and maybe what can students expect when they participate?
2: Yeah. Thanks. Um... Yeah, so I'd like to say, actually, that this group kind of created itself because after the shelter-in-place order back, I can't believe it's about to be a year now, after the shelter-in-place order, our counselors noticed that the students were all kind of reporting similar concerns of this loneliness, disconnection, isolation. So we said, well, why don't we just create a space so that students can stay connected to each other? And so why don't we just do that? That way they have that space that they can meet and share and talk. So it was very successful. Students really found it helpful. And so we just kind of kept it going. So yes, we meet every Thursday at 11 for about 50 minutes or so, 11 in the morning, every Thursday. And I, I myself facilitate the group um, along with my colleague Marie Harutinian. And um, yeah, so you can find the link actually in the Student Health and Counseling Center website. Um, so in the main page, if you um, click on Counseling and then select Group Counseling, the list of groups appear there. And then Alone Together is on there. So you just select Alone Together. And then the the link for the Zoom room um, for our group is right there. So you just click it Thursday at 11 and you're in the group with us. That easy. There's nothing else that's required. So and as far as what to expect, um, it's really low expectations in that sense in that you're just there to say hi, to meet new people if you want to. you know, to connect with others, to share of what's going well for you or what's not going well for you, to get support and maybe support others and just, just to socialize. That's really kind of what happens. So we talk about everything there, whatever is on our own people's minds, that's what we talk about. So that's what you can expect.
0: Besides that, what are other resources that you would recommend students' access to support their mental health and well-being during this pandemic?
2: They're welcome to come in for individual counseling. All of our services like are on the website if they want to explore them. We also have an anonymous um, drop-in counseling called Let's Talk. So every day, Monday through Friday, nine to four p.m. If you feel like you have to talk to counselor, right then and there, you on the on the health center website, you just select "Let's Talk" and it directs you straight to the Zoom room for the drop-in counseling service. So yeah, that's that's a very good one. Um, you're welcome to call and make an appointment to meet with a counselor um, at our front desk through our front desk and um, and attend any of our any of our drop-in groups in our list of group counseling.
0: No, that's awesome. I think it's cool how you can just do drop-ins like with various groups. I think that would be very beneficial to our students. While there have been many challenges faced during the pandemic, there have also been good things. Can you talk about some of the bright sides that you found personally and professionally to being alone together?
2: Yeah. So some of the some of the bright sides, I guess, of all of this um, professionally has been that there has really been a, a increased like utilization of counseling. So because of this, I feel like it's kind of common to be struggling and it has helped um, reduce like the mental health stigma because it's such a common Thing now to to feel a little stressed and anxious and kind of down about what's happening, right? And so it's kind of a collective um, experience. And so yeah, so there has been an increased utilization of counseling. It's helped like destigmatize mental health. Um, counseling has been more accessible than like ever before, right? Because before you um, probably had to drive to school, find somewhere to park. Pay for the parking permit or the meter walk into the health center and now you don't need any of that you don't even need to come to the university or even live near here or do anything else all you need is the internet and to click you know a couple of of links and there you're on so it's been a lot more accessible to students so it's also easy to access. Yeah, and you could do it anywhere, right? We've had a lot of sessions in cars, in closets, in laundry rooms, it's, it's really anywhere, parking lots. And so there has been like no barriers to accessing counseling, which has been great. But yeah, and we also noticed um, an increased desire in connection in wanting to be in person, in wanting to see other people. So I feel like a lot of people have said that this has, as a result of this, one of the things is they have appreciated social connection. They have appreciated other people. They have appreciated like the physical university, you know, that they, that they can't go to now. And so there's been a lot of appreciation and that has come out of this.
1: Well, thank you so much for just being here. Um, I know I really will take away that idea of a virtual book club. Uh, That sounds really cool, but I'm also a super huge nerd when it comes to books. I mean, I'm an English major. (laughs) Yeah, but again, thank you so much.
0: And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Join us every week as we continue conversations on health and wellness. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at FS Health Center, where we will share other ways you can build a healthier you.